My name is Shane Meadows. I am the co-founder and co-executive director of Advantage Lancaster, a nonprofit for young people trying to help them seek higher education opportunities or post-secondary opportunities. The past year and a half, the COVID-19 epidemic has affected our organization specifically in just ways in which we mentor and connect with young people. It is very hard, extremely hard, to make connections with young people through Zoom. And so I would say probably the hardest thing to do um, through this epidemic is creating new relationships, um, building on bonds that we had in the past, um, just being able to touch your students, give them a hug or a high five, and, or, or, or just sharing meaningful experiences in person. And so we lost out on 18 months or 19 months of being able to share each other's stories, give each other hugs, laugh, smile, and basically have in-person programming. Advantage Lancaster's relationship with Dr. Hamlin is, is a personal relationship first. Um, so Sharice and I, we are both um, founders of nonprofits that are run by African-American and founded by African-American people. So we connect at a certain level through that. So we talk to each other about advice on how can we collaborate or even, you know, what are some pitfalls in a nonprofit world that we should be aware of or what are some grant opportunities that we should be aware of. Um, there'll be opportunities for Advantage Lancaster students to work for Patients Are Waiting. So as an educator for 20 some plus years, uh, I work with children. I'm a sixth grade teacher as well as a nonprofit co-founder. So I thought it was really important for me as far as me being safe and uh, being in the classroom with students as well as my mom is in her 70s. I just lost my dad and I just felt like I wanted to hug my mom. And like I said on a Zoom call, you can't hug your mom on a Zoom call. You can't wipe away tears on a Zoom call. And so I knew as soon as I got the opportunity to get vaccinated, you know, I was going to do so because I wanted to be safe for my family, for the students that I taught, but on a personal level for my mother. Um, I wanted to be able to be with my family and, you know, it was a no-brainer for me in that aspect. As far as the pandemic affecting communities of color, anytime you have um, extreme situations like a pandemic, not like we have these all the time, but it's always going to affect communities of colors or those underrepresented in life even more than other communities. And so I would read on, on, in the paper or see on the news um, the numbers and the disproportionate rates of how it was affecting um, people of color. And so I thought it was very important for me to do my part in making sure that I was safe and making sure that people in my family um, could be safe. Um, I just thought it was just really important for people of color to take it seriously. I'm very optimistic um, when I look at what patients are waiting are do is doing. I mean, they're mobilizing. I mean, every weekend you see them offering the vaccine to people. And I'm not sure what the turnout is, but they're not stopping. And so that gives me hope that, you know, there are people out there that are continuing to fight and, you know, get that message out that the, that the virus is real. And if you want to be safe, this is an option for you. So I'm very optimistic as far as I do know that there are healthcare workers and there are people that are, you know, still fighting the fight as far as making sure that the right information and the vaccine is getting out to people who may be reluctant, who may have some hesitancy. Wake up. It's TCP in the morning. Good morning, y'all. Wake up. 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 Wake up.
Wake up, y'all. Wake up. Wake up. It's TCP in the morning. TCP in the morning. Let's go. It's TCP in the morning. TCP in the morning. It's 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 TCP in the morning. You don't want to miss this. Wake up. It's TCP in the morning. momentous yes we did <laughs> yes we did it's gonna be a momentous uh compultuous um any kind of other ish because man man let's 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 get into it um yeah call in 717-992-5569 man we are going to get Yo. into it marion court is acting up and we're gonna hold them accountable folks uh, we have a bunch, a bunch of great news for you. We are excited, um, and we are going to going to do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we got the red on, folks, and um, yeah, because the buck stops here. Buck stops here. We're looking for blood today, man. Look for blood today. Yes, I'm out for blood. I'm going to change my top after we do our intro. Oh, oh, hold on. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. It's the build-up. Right. Build we got to give the people what they want. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because we, we, we want to let the folks know um, that, that we are just not a new source. We are the new source. And um, a, lot of, a lot of junk happened. Uh, can't wait to get into it. Um, and um, yeah, yeah. Run the beat back. Let's do it. Let's do it, y'all. Uh. Uh, we are excited to be here. It is Monday morning, so let's get it. Let's get it. Uh. Okay. Oh, man. Uh. And as you see, uh. like I said, we got the uh. red on. Uh. Out for uh. blood. They, they, oh. Welcome to the show. Ox, what's going on? How you doing? Good morning, happy Monday to you. Brush your teeth, brush your ass because your morning team is back. Man, uh, this was a a, a momentous, uh, a great weekend that we just had uh, and we cannot wait to get into everything that we need to get into. Sarge, how you doing, man? What up, what up, what up? How's everybody doing? Hope everyone had a great weekend. Yes. Thank you for tuning in with us first thing in the morning. Yes. Hey, we won't disappoint. Satisfaction guarantee, baby. Satisfaction uh. guarantee. Lady L, what up? Good morning, good morning, good morning. Thank you all for tuning in. Shouts out to everybody that uh, came through this past weekend from uh, from the collective events to over at Blazing Jays to the beer wall. We got it popping all weekend. So shout out to everybody who came through. Listen, the party continues at the Adele Prime. So make sure that you go ahead and get your tickets. We'll be dropping those links down in the comments. Or you can just go to our website, thetcpnetwork.com, over to the desk. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, DJ Double O, what's going on, good brother? 
Yeah, Carla family, good to be here. Glad to be here. Always happy to be with the family on Monday after a great weekend. Out in the sun, enjoying the people, enjoying the family. We got uh, in Lancaster, all the love. Everybody came out on the show, so just saying good morning to everybody. Hope you'll have a great start of your week. Let's do the news. Yeah, let's do the news, man. I will say this. Uh, we were outside all weekend. I got uh, four shades darker, um, so that means that I can be four times uh, as disrespectful um, today. Um, respectfully disrespectful. Um, my melanin is popping. So, uh, mm. so yes, yes, yes. To the folks that are watching, um, my name is Marquis Lupton, also known as DJ Quiet DJ Quiet Storm. And I cannot wait to get into this right here. To the people that are watching, from the windows to the walls. To the sweat drop down. Oh, not that. Nicole, what is going on? Good morning, yes. Uh, Marion Cord is on the top of the show. It is going to be the first thing that we are going to talk about. Sabrina, good morning. Katrina, good morning. Lisa, good morning. Good morning. Uh, yes, good yes, morning. yes. We got the red on. We're out for blood today. Out for blood today. Uh, Candace, good morning. It was so great to see you on Friday. Um, y'all, y'all, if you see this live, if you're watching right now, say good morning. Don't be rude. Say it back. Uh, this is the best thing that you can have in your cup in the morning is a little bit of TCP. We remember mama number five, he used to say, um, a little bit of Monica, what I like, a little bit of, uh, a little bit eat all I need, a little bit Tina. Yo, he was a hoe. Little bit of me. <laughs> he was a hoe, that was a hoe song. That was, that was, that was like, uh, that was like DMX's, uh, uh, what these, this one from a, you know, yeah, that one, the second yeah. verse. Somebody, mm. oh, but yeah, Alicia. So, um, uh, so we, we are, like I said, uh, uh, going to, uh, be getting into it. I think I did it again. I think I did it again. Um, Corinne, I'm sorry. I said Corinne. <laughs> Corinne, I'm yeah, sorry. Corinne. Good morning, Corinne. Uh, yeah, she made Dom. sure. She made sure you knew that. Right, 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 right. She she, she came up to me and she, like clapped. She pulled up. Corinne. She pulled up too. <laughs> pulled, somewhere to pull up. <laughs> pull up season. Um, Sai, what's going on, good brother Dom? Good morning to you. Uh, Sai says, Buenos dias, mi gente. Morning, I'm bummed I missed the shenanigans this weekend. Uh, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there will be there will be more shenanigans to come. John. What is going on, my brother? Good morning to you. Oliver! <laughs> Chef O! Um, Chef, we got to get this commercial done like yesterday uh, with you and the food truck. Um, your family, man. Uh, let's, let's get it done. Cannot wait, folks. Um, share the stream. Tell everyone the best thing that they can have is TCP in their Cup. Uh, yes, Dom, Dom, we, 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 we are going to get to that. About um, talking about it right now. <laughs> We're going to get to that, huh? What's up? You want to call a number again? Yes, 717 992 5569. Again, that's 717 992 5569. There's also uh, Thunder and Mimosas this week, uh, karaoke and tacos. Yes, we're going to get oh, Tuesday. into Tribe Tuesday. Tribe Tuesday, yes, yes, yes. We you are going well to just get park into your tent on, on Liberty Street. Yo, yes, yes. Bang but, with um, us. Uh, I'll tell you this um, when you come to a event at Liberty Street, okay, um, gang colors allowed. Yeah. Uh, chains. <laughs> You can have your chain out. You don't got to tuck it. Right. Chains are welcome. 
You know, baggy gang- clothes, please. We, you know, yes, right. Yo, because we gang gang too, cuz. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Buzzy. Right, right. So, um, so, so, folks, you know, with that joke being said, let's get right mm-hmm. into it. Um, for those people that that do not know, uh, Marion Court made made a post uh, that that has now since been taken down. Um, uh, so, and this post. Uh, includes such language, such language uh, as, um, if I can find it, <laughs> if I can find it, uh, such it, language. It was uh, no gang. It was here we go. Yep. Yeah, um, no, no backpacks, no plain rib tank tops, no hats, bandanas, or do rags, no jerseys of any kind, no visible chains, no sagging pants, no gang clothing. If you are found in violation of the dress code, you will be immediately asked to leave. Now, this is um, only um, only for Fridays and Saturdays, only after nine. You know, so um, uh, so they have issued a a uh, An apology, uh, apology so to say, which just further makes you realize that okay, this was very insidious, and people clapped back, and now they try to double back. And the double back, I think, was kind of worse than the initial. So sorry, the double are, back. Are you giving him a Cuomo? <laughs> Governor? All right, so this, this was his response. In regards to our previous post concerning our dress code, we would like to sincerely apologize to anyone who was offended. Our intention was never to be discriminatory towards any specific group of people. In the past few weeks, we have had an increase of disorderly conduct. We want to make sure that it doesn't get out of hand. The restaurant was forced to close early. Last night, due to an escalation in unruly behavior, in order to try and put a stop to this, it was mec- recommended to us by law enforcement. <gasps> what? Yeah, recommended by law enforcement. To put together a very strict dress code. We completely understood concerns raised by this post. We did not clarify the exact dress code, a reason for the dress code as we should have. We will be re- revising the dress code to address these concerns. Marion Courtroom has always been a place where everyone is welcome to relax and have fun, and our main priority is to keep it that way. Please be patient with us. We're still learning the best way to navigate and continue to provide a safe and fun environment for all customers. Okay, so um, so first things first, I want to know when Marion Court's shutting down uh, be, because there was a whole rumble. There's a whole rumble there. And, and um, you know, aren't we cracking down more on stuff that's happening downtown? Because, I mean, Catalina's got shut down. Right. You know, so if uh, they're shooting, at, so I guess it's if they're shooting. Well, what I would like to hear from some, um, and if you're watching the stream, I would love to hear from some regular visitors. So I was somebody I enjoy going to Marion Court. Uh, Fridays were like my night to go, um, and then I also enjoyed like happy hour. So I was I was often there. So when I saw the post, I was like, oh my gosh, I guess I can't go back, right? Because I wear chains. You know, I wear headgear and all that kind of stuff. So then I, I'm not welcome to go back to a place that I would frequent. Um, so I would honestly, I'm looking to hear more stories about people in Dockers acting a fool. People in polo shirts acting up. People in Lacoste shirts acting up. People in Spurries knuckling up. Always acting up. Right. Like, so why I- aren't they included on the dress code? Because they have the complexion for protection look what up they, until nine what they could have done what they could have done what they should have done be, 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 because um i'm not going to say any names you know but there were um uh some people that that really defended this 
um, it was very disappointing. Um, um, be, be, because some of the people that were defending this, you know, we look at them as 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 allies and uh, uh, so forth. Some of the people defending this um, were 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 uh, um, black and Latinx people mm-hmm. as well, which was kind of disappointing. Um, they brought up the point about, oh, well, if you're in New York, if you're in Philly, they have this dress code. And each person that uh, um, said that, I was like, look, first of all, this isn't New York. This isn't Philly. Secondly, their dress code is not a restrictive dress code. It's you have to dress business casual. And they say that. They say these are the things that you can wear here. The language is completely different because it's not restricting or it's not going after a certain group. It is trying to have a brand, a feel for their establishment. So that's why it's like, okay, you have to dress business casual when you come here. You have to have on a collared shirt. Not none of this, none of this, none of this, which is, again, targeting. Obviously. Right. And my concern is that. number in the lower third? Yeah. Especially since it says um, dress code is Friday and Saturday after 9. So if if I'm already in Marion Court Friday and Saturday at like 7 o'clock, once 10 o'clock hits and you find me walking through there, are you going to escort me out? Ask me to leave? Because now my time is over. Right. Like, I've that 9 o'clock hour, you got to kick, kick rocks. Like, how, hey. how does that work? Hey, anybody know the Marion Court owner? Share, share this with him. Have him call in. Oh, have, have Mike call in. Well, uh, Mike actually made a statement, um, if you guys would, would, would like for me to read it. Um, so he put this out on their Instagram after the apology. He says, as the owner of Marion Courtroom for nearly 25 years, it has always been my intention to make the restaurant a place where people could relax, socialize, and have fun in a safe environment. Marion Courtroom has always been and will always be a place where people of all races and orientations are welcome. I believe this is the role that bars and restaurants should play in our community. I want to express my regret and offer a sincere apology for my dress code posts. It was very poorly worded, especially the usage of the phrase gang clothing. I was referring to attire that shows a clear affiliation with any motorcycle club or and or gang. On Friday night, we had a serious incident that resulted in staff and customers getting injured. This was so upsetting to me that I overreacted with my posts. I realized that I made a mistake and completely understand and take total responsibility for how that post was perceived. The employees of Marion Courtroom should not be held responsible for any of the Marion Court, uh, should not be held responsible for any of the content of this post as I alone generated the post. My intention was never to single out a specific culture. Had I taken the time to sleep on it, I would have, uh, I would have handled it differently. I realize that the dress code is not the answer to this issue. We will continue to enforce our previous dress code, which includes no backpacks, outside beverages, or weapons. We will continue to take whatever measures are necessary to make our guests feel comfortable and safe. Mike. All right, we got a um, we got a call caller. What is going on? Oh, what's going on, family? John, how y'all doing? Oh, Yo, good we're morning. Doing all, right. doing all right. Thank you for uh, I'm calling in, man. So uh, going ahead, sound off. Good morning, good morning. So uh, here's what I have to say. Marion Court, 
so funny that they went ahead and did that uh, dress code because keeping a certain element out is always going to be an issue here in Lancaster City, especially in the bar scene during that downtown district. It's always going to be what we call implicit bias, right? So we're never going to get rid of that um, under the guise of the, of the current city that we live in. So the bars that we see right now in Marion Court, I guess they saw um, Catalina's closing, and I guess they saw that certain element coming to their bar, and this is their, like, knee-jerk response. They didn't see it. They had it happen. Like, they got beat up. Right. They don't pay attention to, like, this Altana did this nonsense, like, three years ago after a big fight they had. Uh, and, like, they did it, on, but they didn't do it on their page. Like, one of their bartenders put it out on a post, and they got, like, it cost, like, temporary two, three-hour drama, right? And so then they had to kind of, like, roll. So it's, it's these, these dress code things never play out. But the, you know what kills me the most, you know, fam, is the thing is, you don't need to do a dress code, just do your fucking job. Right. Because here in the state of Pennsylvania, you... You can get around people who are troublemakers. You know how? It's called getting, kicking people out who are visually intoxicated, right? Yeah. It's called staffing your bar, right? You, they saw Catalina's clothes two, three weeks ago with the rest of us. It's, that bar is what? 0.25 miles down the street? Not even? Right. If, if they, like, how, do I, how do I, non-business owner or non-bar owner, say, ma'am, I can buy beef up security. Because there's been some shootings down the street, and that place is closed. Like, right. It's summertime. Like, again, I'm not even saying there were so many other tactical things they could have did instead of saying, hey, black and brown people don't come here. That's what they said. So I saw right. one of the things. Good morning, folks. Thank you. Yes. Thank you for calling. And keep on calling in, man. We're going to be um, talking about this for a little bit. Peace out. All right, man. Peace. We have some comments. Let's go to yes, the comments. Yes, yes, let's go to the comments. So, uh, what we got? so Nicole's going in. Nicole, uh, Nicole says, uh, uh, Yeah, Nicole, I'm trying to read the first one. Talk about asking. Well, Nicole says, uh, Forget dress codes. Not everyone has money to dress white, nor do people want to want to. Talk about assimilation, and that's Facts, yeah. that's the whole point. Uh, I, and, and then she says she uh, sent Marion Marion Court on the calling number, so hopefully they'll uh, um, call in. I'm actually looking uh, to do a uh, sit down interview with the owner of of Marion Court um, to see what's really going on in his mind. Because when you think about, he said, "Oh, I was upset. You know, I was mad. I made that, that post." That's how you laugh when you're upset. And it's like, yo, so then when you're mad, does your racism get triggered? Like, do you become um, a bigot when you're upset? Like, that's not a excuse. I actually want to talk about that apology that Whit read too. Mm -hmm. uh, like, the language between the initial post, the middle post, and then the apology, it seemed to me like he got some consultation. It's, yeah, yeah. It seemed to me like he PR. got some consultation from PR. somebody that, yep. that helped him word that last yep. apology perfectly. Yep. Because it had all the correct language in there. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But but to, but to see the way they reacted first and, to, and for that second release to not be the direct apology. Right. You know what I mean? It tells you that he got some coaching. Which mm -hmm. means he, he's not genuine with what he's saying or doing. Right. The, that, that very first post 
that was you know the neon color right. with um, the the, the black words and everything like like that that meant that meant he he meant that that's not upset that's premeditated that's to make sure people see this signage Man. what's right. the difference so that thing what's... looked like he took time on canva for 45 yes. minutes to create that yes. he didn't go on no text thread and just make a whole bunch of words like with the other two posts he went in there and like and like really uh choreographed this yes. this post like it was like a flyer like what's he the took difference his time. between him and liam neeson like when Liam Neeson, remember Liam Neeson did his thing, he had his knee jerk reaction mm -hmm. where he's like, I just want to go out and kill black men. Not, nothing. You know what I mean? Nothing. Like, There's no difference from that or mm -hmm. um, from mm -hmm. the dude from um, um, Seinfeld. Oh, um, uh, uh, Kramer. Yeah. Kramer. And like, we, we continue to let these things go on, but uh, like, uh, Nicole also goes on the comments where she says, uh, um, also the whole gang clothing is too vague. It uh, could be interpreted just as about anything. Think police uniforms are gang clothing. I said, what about racist Yorgos? What about dress codes at the village? Other bars. Marion isn't the only one. We need to take back the city. And then GI, what up, GI? He says his apology sounds sincere. However, I stopped going there and Stubby's, especially Stubby's, years ago, doomed to being treated less than. I have a bar at home. Well, you know where we welcome you at? The collective. 341 East Liberty yep, Street. But, we think about all the dress codes, like from the village, like these places. The, we know why the dress codes were put in, you know, the way they talk about it, the way they word it now. And uh, Marion Court sucks. You guys are behind in the times when it comes to that kind of kind of wording. You guys used to be like a, a cool establishment where you can go play some beer pong and do this and that. But now you're trying to create like a, I don't know, don't, don't try to change the vibe. Though, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like I, I get, I get you guys don't want, you, you guys don't want gang affiliation stuff in there. Because right. downtown changes, don't yeah. change the demographics. Yeah, yeah, like you don't need to change who comes there. Like you, it's change with the times, bro. right? And I was gonna say, like your vibe is going to attract the right or wrong people that you want in there. Like that's that's just what it is. Um, so like think about like what kind of vibe like you're offering. Like honestly, with the recent closing of Catalina's, it might not necessarily be that they're looking to freak your establishment it's just like one of those things like oh well my place is closed like now we're bar hopping now we're exploring a little bit more it's not necessarily that this was going to be their new hangout just exploring other alternatives in the city we saw this happen with uh the brickyard um um and and we saw the the unfair practices um that the brickyard was doing that didn't um, last long and 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 where where it came down to who was at the front door, which bouncer was at the front door and which which bouncer allowed certain black and brown folks to wear certain stuff because that's definitely what it was because there's been times that I have been turned away from the brickyard when it was open because my t-shirt was too big. Too long. Uh, there, 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 there wasn't enough um, uh, um, caricatures on my, on my white t-shirt, so technically that's a white t-shirt. One time I got in with a hat. The other time I got in without a hat. You know, one time, uh, uh, one one time my jeans were too baggy. You know, and, that's and the atmosphere that's being created. Exactly. Now, right Ex now, now depending on who's working and how, how who's going to engage me at the door. Right. Looking at what I'm wearing. It leaves it, it leaves too much up to that bouncer and his personal biases. This is the same thing that happened with that that's going on with your goals right now. 
This is why people don't frequent Yorgos. Oh my, I remember, I think the last time um, we might have even been to Yorgos, it was an instance where we were like in a line of some sort and then the bouncer was like, oh yeah, it's packed, you can't get in. Yeah, St. Patrick's Day, yes, yes. And then like we watched like 40 million people go in. Yep, yep. And places like that that we, we stopped giving business. Have to, Look, right? I we have to take collective action. Like, right. We have to, as a, as, as a group of people, as a community, we have to make it and send a message. Yo, if it's, if it's for two, two weeks, right. that message will be sent, and, and, and they'll be more ingratiating to, uh, and accommodating to everyone if we send that message as, as a group. Um, we have um, a couple comments. Uh, Anthony, what's going on? Anthony, uh, he says, uh, Marquise Lupton, God bless y'all. Uh, Y'all was bent on this joint yesterday. Yeah, it definitely was. Definitely was, man. Um, Sabrina says, when you make vague dress codes, it leaves an opening for racists to interpret it towards, uh, towards only the BIPOC community. Very true. It was a huge issue in the Army for decades that they have only recently started addressing. I, exactly. And then um, mm. uh, uh, Nicole says, um, uh, he thought about it, uh, typed it, created it. Uh, it wasn't a quick reaction. But yeah, uh, uh, just uh, just to touch base on what Sabrina said, um, when it comes to like the hair coats and like the, the hair hair coat in the army, like you can only have so much hair on your head because mm -hmm. you get like two to three inches, all right. But being black, no, no, you can't you can't touch your ears, all right. So meanwhile, you got people in the army who are growing their hair long, they're growing three inches down, have it hanging down to here, mm -hmm. you know. But you start growing them a fro, you start hair, no, it's not a right. You gotta cut it. Which doesn't wow. make sense. Your hair is touching your ears. Well, yeah, my my hair. My hair grows up, right? Right. Right. Lady L. I was no, I was hearing Sarge's statement, and I was just like, you know, like our hair defies gravity. Like it grows. Think about it grows like a plant. Like it grows up. Even like, with razor bumps too. Like when it comes to razor bumps, like yo, black men, yo, shaving every day is horrible for us. Yep. Yo, and like doing that in the army, like your face would break. My face would break out. Mm -hmm. Like everybody's face would break out. But you know what you can't. Oh, you can't groom it. You can't groom your beard. You can't do it in a stylish sense. Mm -hmm. If you if you come from like you you have to go do army thing and you had it all shaped up nice, they they can make you shave it. Mm -hmm. They go, oh, well, that's that's a that's a design to style attire. Shave it, man. So so I think that um uh, uh with this um I I for one appreciate a uh, really 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 appreciated the response from the general public. Um, and this really shows the power uh, that the general public has, where, where um, stuff doesn't need to be done to us. And if it's done to us, we can have a reaction, and then that same thing can be undone. You know, the fact that uh, uh, this owner tried to hide behind the guise of, oh, well, I got this recommendation from the police. Then it was, oh, what well, I, say about the police? I, was, I, I was upset, you know, so why... So I typed it out and, and like, like, yo, what is it? What is it? Is it the police or was it you being upset? Because now I'm hearing a bunch of lying. Cause I know Chief Bay didn't like, tell you to do that. Like, now all you're doing is talking to, to the public. You, I, you want it, you're saying what you think we want to hear. Exactly. Chief, Chief Bay didn't tell him to do that. Pride, pride, pride. He, he, and, and this is just speculation right here, folks. I believe that he talked to a cop. He, he has a, a cop, cop friend, friend and said, hey, Chuck, what should I do? 
And, 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 and this is what Chuck said. Because, again, in your first response, you say it came from the police. In the second uh, um, um, backtrack, you say that, oh, well, I was upset. Which one, which one is it? Because I'm just paying attention to your words. The cops probably hit him up like, who'd you talk to? <laughs> it's like, you know, who'd you, who'd you like, talk to? Who? Name your source. You know, where's the genuine sincerity, right? You, you're, you're putting posts up. Go live. Exactly. Come, come, come somewhere where people can answer some questions. Right. 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 Get off your butt and do the work now. Instead of trying to hide you're behind in this. this tough space. Do the work. And, and the fact that it was on a Sunday as well. Trying to hide behind, you know, because this is what news orgs do as well. They'll release something on a Sunday knowing that that's not a day that people are really paying attention. You know, so, so uh, again, the, the, the insidiousness of this all and the targeting, it's disgusting. And it's also going to, I feel, set a trend downtown. Like, like this is this is one of those things that, like, oh, okay, well, Pandora is already out of the box. But on the flip side, but on the flip side, um, people got to stop fighting at bars, like straight up. Who goes out to fight? Like, I, all right, so I, 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 I get it. All right, people. no, I don't want to say I get it. All right, no, what? I do get it. I get it. You watched uh, these people that you pay, people that you consider. Uh, your friends and you know at some work one places you consider them like your family all right so you got mad because yo they got handled right they got handled they got hurt yeah they got hurt people got hurt i get, i understand your frustration your anger but what are you going to do now like besides this dress code what else could you do could you I, do it like i would ask this question if a bunch of dudes in polos came in and beat someone up would you say they can't wear polos exactly no no and, no. and and when Dang I think it. about all the fights that would happen at the chameleon, like the chameleon, they're there, especially for those um um when the rock bands would come, like there would be a bunch of fights. I had a friend that was a bouncer there. He was like, oh yeah, there's a fight there almost every weekend. And his thing, especially when the rock bands come, but you wouldn't know that because what the chameleon was never dubbed as a nuisance bar, you know. They don't talk about the issues at the chameleon or anything like that. I'm still waiting to hear about the fight at Marion Court. Because if this was Catalina's or Joe Caps, my God. W Gal would have been down there live, reporting live in front of Joe Caps. Yes. A man, two men fighting right. in the parking lot. Right. And 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 this, this. Like, come on, come on, come on. It's, um, um, we have to look at um, the attacks, I'll say, that happen uh, towards us. Let's get to the comments. Sharice uh, Murphy, what's going on? Uh, she says, uh, where are the friendly, fair, fair hotspots that we should be out supporting moving forward? And I, I do not know. I do. I uh, host events, but you can't go there whenever you want to. Right. Um, Jessica says uh, that part. I spoke to someone who works there, and, and they hit me with the uh, it's the Catalina's crowd. We all know what that means. Um, Karina, what's going on? Good morning. See, uh, she I says I don't get that that whole Catalina's crowd because I don't. What does that mean? We like, know what, what it means. What does that? Well, so here's I've never been inside Catalina, so I don't know. So I don't. It's the black and brown people of Lancaster. That, that, that's what they're talking about. Oh, I, the city again, folks. I'm a, I'm a 
black brown person. I've never been to Catalina's. But wait, you're 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 making you're personalizing. Well, it. yeah, I know, I know. I'm just saying, like when we use those general terms, like oh, it's the Catalina's. It's just like, well, who are these people? So I'm guessing maybe it's those same people it's that. It's a dog whistle. It's racist. Well, even so, we saw what there was. Um, you guys had sent me an invitation to a party some weeks ago, and it said, and I told you I wasn't going because it said what? It said no drama. Um, tight security, and it had mm. something else on there, and I was like, this is not for me. Mm. This, this invitation thing clearly lets me know I am not who you are looking to be there. Maybe mm. it's, maybe it's to, scare, to scare the people, the bad people away. Well, also, also like, let's, let's not get beyond the fact that, like, a lot of, uh, a, a lot of people, um, I'm, I'm not going to target racial groups or anything like that, but, but a lot of people in this city fight at bars the difference is is that is that the black and brown folks are being targeted and they're being scapegoated as the ones that are only doing it and that's just not true at all and what we see certain legislation being being basically handed down in this city it further it further exacerbates that story narrative. that narrative about oh it's black and brown people and then, and, and then when you get owners um, coming from other states, other cities, like the owners of Catalinas, you know what I mean? Like the owners of Gustos coming here, giving um, black and brown people some kind of um, a nightlife experience, the ice that they are on is so, so thin. It's disgusting. And it's setting back, or it has set back the nightlife towards black and brown people in this city. Right, imagine if Gusto's would have remained open all these years. Exactly. Like if Gusto's might have been Tellus or right. Altana by this time. But they shut down black establishments for black and brown people in Lancaster. It's and something I'm, that they yeah. do. It's something they do and they, they've consistently done it here from the starting gate, when they had the starting gate. The, the, the fact that Joe Caps is still around is an anomaly. It's the only thing that's black and brown. Well, Joe around. Caps is in a black and brown business. I was let's, about to say, I don't think it's black it's, owned. It's black and brown frequented. But I'm it's not a black and brown right. business, though. Gusto's owner was, was right, right. Catalina's owner was, you know, um, uh, Joe Caps. That's just a place that black and brown people frequent. Right. So there's there's a difference. Uh, uh, Cor Corinne says, um, uh, get Chief Bay on the phone, y'all. Or is this conversation too uncomfortable for him to address when his department was clearly addressed in this business decision? That part. Uh, yeah, Jessica says, um, and you know, and you know me, uh, uh, black and and Spanish people. Uh, Katrina says, word, stop fighting. Uh, also says, um, I also believe a dress code won't fix it. Um, Briosa uh, says uh, that part. Jessica says uh, they hold mosh pits. That's a giant fight. Um, and she Literally. says, yeppers, uh, uh, I told them uh, about that. Um, told them about themselves. Um, Sabrina says, uh, there's a new Jamaican place on James and Mulberry. I've had their food delivered, was delicious, but haven't had a chance to hit up their bar. That part, yes, that part jerk. just jerked. That part, that part, yes, yes. Can't wait. They oh. are delicious, yeah. yeah. Um, John, John says, after January 6th, why don't bars have a MAGA apparel ban? That part right there. And I put that uh, um, in the post. Um, wondering, did they ban the Confederate flag shirts and everything as well? 
Uh, Jessica says, um, the owners of Cataliners are from Lancaster, but Lancaster City targets minority business owners that hold a liquor license. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I did not know that. I thought that they were from um, New York. So that's even... Even worse. Even worse. Like, it's... it's and and th this is what we talk about when we talk about upward mobility in this city for the black and brown person. Can I come up from, from, from obscurity and really be a you know, contributing person to this community? Or is there a glass ceiling? If we're doing this to our own, if we're doing this to our own, meaning you know, our own Lancaster people, why should I stay here as a person from Lancaster. If I feel as, right. It's about to become a retirement community. It's, they're probably already letting us all know we need to pack our bags and get the heebie-jeebies up out of here. Seriously. You got Willow Street about to take over downtown. You got these art places where there, there's no like black artist space that exists. I don't know how there are however many galleries and there's only one close to black art gallery and it's not even downtown on art gallery row it's further up in the ducky off of christian street which isn't which doesn't make sense to me mm -hmm. so it's like well it's almost like the city showing you who they are and what it is right believe it right, right? and what the ancestors say when people show you who you who they are believe them right lancaster city years after years have continued to show black and brown people and like we've We've been in Lancaster, left Lancaster, came back to Lancaster. Like, we've been here, there, and a little bit of everywhere. And it's like, it changed, but it's, it's, it's almost like the, the muck is still over it. You know, it's, it's all lead paint. Just because you painted over it, you didn't get rid of the lead. It's still there. And it's kind of like that issue, like that ugliness of Lancaster is still very much so there. You know, you see a whole bunch of black and brown people floating around, but start asking hard questions. Where are those businesses? Where are those outlets? And and now it's like, well, there's something's wrong. It doesn't make any sense. To the point that um, Mayor, May, well, former former Mayor Smith Gall has has come from out of his hole, and he is now criticizing uh, the mayor. He is now criticizing uh, the current city council. You know, and and when I um started to hear that. I'm like, oh, you know, he feels he feels the swing back, uh, that the city is swinging back to uh, its its more conservative ways. So, um, uh, Sabrina uh, says uh, it's called uh, Got Jerk Island Grill. Um, Gi says very good place. I hope I hope to God the element uh, we're speaking of don't start going there. Uh, Cherie says uh, Got Jerk is bomb. Uh, and the bar is nice. Uh, Jessica says, uh, Got Jerk is the only minority bar in the city with a liquor license. Uh, we, can, we can work here, slave here, but we cannot own anything worth having. Uh, then she says, uh, preach, Lady L. Um, Brie also says, uh, yep, it's been in the plans for at least six years. I've been said this, and the St. Joe plans um, of a gated community with a pool. Man. Um, that don't mean we, listen, Everything is going. I don't mean we 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 have to be self accountable though. We have to take accountable and responsibility for our actions. You know, like we 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 can't hide things like shootings. You know, like right. we want businesses to last. Let's hold our friends and those that come with us, those that are there. Let's hold them accountable for their actions. Like we know them. We know who the bad like you know who the bad apples are at places. Like majority or not, you know who the bad apples are, and you know who you need to watch out for and stay away from. Mm -hmm. All right. So like, why can't why can't that be a thing? Like, yo, no, no, you're not going out. I, 
I'm not going out with you. Like, I, is that, are, we, are we trying to police our friends, though? But Why shouldn't should we police? be policing ourselves? Isn't that our jobs anyway? Police ourselves and our friends? Shouldn't you police who I, you're I with? I shouldn't be able to tell somebody they can't go out. I should be able to encourage other people to like things when they go out. When but if all four out. of us are out, if we're all out, do you not feel comfortable enough to be like, hey, yo, quiet storm, you're a little bit too lit. Yeah. Hey, yo, Sarge, yeah. you're a little bit too lit. Lady L, girl, yeah, go sit down yeah. somewhere. Yeah, my thing is like, yo, these things that happen, like, who are your friends? Who are you with? That they're just, yeah, yeah, they're probably hyping you up. Probably some other like ratchets, you, yes, probably. And that's, and that's the thing, like, the, yo, the, the, the ratchets, okay? Like, mm-hmm. and, I, and it could be of any race, it doesn't yes. matter. Like, ratchet can be any race, and when you see the ratchet people, you know, like, you keep your distance, but you don't tell them, like, yo, you should go. I think the city's also oh. too small. Like, be, 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 because we're, we're seeing people, people that have problems with each other, go to the same, same place, right. you know, and, and, and there's only, right, right. And the thing is like these, these fights aren't happening eight, nine o'clock. They're not happening even at 10, 11 o'clock. Like they're happening at the end of the night, people all liquored up and everything, you know? So, so one, I, I, I just think that like the, the real estate here, like people bring up, oh, Philly, New York and everything. Like those are huge places. If I have a problem with you, I'll probably never see you in, in some kind of late night, nightlife kind of thing. Even if we both frequent downtown Philly, downtown Philly is so big. Right. Like we're never going to pass each other's Are paths. you in the center city side or in your old city and you right. in South Philly? Are you in, you, like where you at? Right. Yeah. I'll hold you now. Lancaster's big enough. Because there's some exes I haven't seen in a while, and I'm cool with that. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, uh, John John says, um, the black population is shrinking here in Lancaster. Definitely is. Um, Sai says, uh, the red rose always smelled funny. Uh, that's a quote from uh, Sir Dominique the First. Um, uh, Tox says, uh, that is in- intentional. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I strongly believe um, that, that maybe, maybe if you're looking at starting a business, um, starting a nightlife type situation um, to look elsewhere. You know, I'm a I'm a fan. I've been pushing to people towards Columbia because uh, we gonna take it over. Uh, That's the make plan. It, That's make the plan. It, and yeah. I want to backtrack. I know Sharice Murphy. She commented, "Where where can people of color frequent?" Yes, there is. Tell us in Altana, but I do know that your Mr. Murphy does some like events and stuff like that. So if you guys could get a space. That could be somewhere that we could all frequent in Columbia. Oh, there it is. Uh, Sabrina says, um, they'll start with these dress codes. Next is locking up homeless folks because I don't know uh, why anyone would buy a million-dollar condo downtown to walk past the homeless, uh, sweeping us to the side slowly. Uh, Katrina says, uh, that part, Sarge. Uh, Helena says, um, you got that right, Lady L. GI says, I was about to, uh, I was just typing that up, Sarge. Jessica says, uh, we can't hold businesses responsible for a city's crime issues, though. That's a point. Mm. Yes, hold your friends accountable because Mm. you want people safe. But at the same time, this city hides and covers up their crime issues with Band-Aid solutions. Woo! Preach. Y'all preaching today. Uh, Venus. Good morning, Venus. She says, uh, seems more like erasure. Yes, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Um... Katrina says, uh, yes, like the shooting at Brandon Park. Two families don't like each other, and the dudes uh, see each other at the park and start shooting. That is whack violence. Um, that, is, that is whack violence. It is not the answer, and it's time for people to grow 
up. Mm -hmm. um, Sabrina, uh, uh, Jessica um, responds to Sabrina and says they've been doing that, um, you know, cleaning up, cleaning yeah. up the city. Um, Sabrina Ooh. says Sarge is right. Lancaster is small, but big as well. There, there are people I know still live here and I haven't seen them in years. And Gary, good morning, Gary. Gary good says morning. Lady L is right. Marion Court is a newly non-lead regulated renovated facility. If you mix alcohol with lead and races, Trumpkinon's fights will break out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, awesome, Gary. Honestly, you know what I think happened this weekend? Hmm. I think it I think it was a meeting. It was like, yo, you had a newer crowd that did come in. You had newer people because places closed. Mm -hmm. So you had a newer crowd come in. And then you had the Trump QAnons that goes that frequent Marion Court. Mm -hmm. You know, and I'm sure there's a right, butting right. of heads. Probably <laughs> somebody <laughs> walking around butting with a Black head. Lives Matter necklace or yeah. something on 1619 pin on or something, and some MAGA person says something. Forget you and your critical race theory. Right, yep. <laughs> or it was supposed to be the way it was, right? There yep. had to be a level of dissonance between black and brown people and white people for the language of the initial post to be the way it was. Right. So I, I agree with that, so like, mm -hmm. It may have been there. There's a typical crowd that I'm goes saying, in. Yeah, there's and like. And, and now the other side. Yeah. The Once they start drinking, and them orange jewels is like, them <laughs> Jones, you know, it's probably right in that line. It'd be hot in there too. Like there ain't no elbow room when it gets packed in there. <laughs> All right, so mix that up, and you've been waiting for a drink for twenty minutes. You're a little hot. Well, all well, takes is a make America great. <laughs> <laughs> or you know, I mean, there's a lot of times. Sometimes you know, um, not non people of the global majority. Sometimes they don't be minding their business. So we all have our own conversation and somebody walks, some Karen or Ken walks up and inserts themselves into a conversation that nobody asked you about. And that's the thing that we call minding your business. Right. Which can, which can cause somebody to, you know, knuckle up. Like, wasn't nobody talking to you, Karen? And here you go, minding my business. All right, so um, uh, folks, you are watching and listening to TCP in the morning, uh, bringing you all all the news, local, national, and sometimes international. Uh, today, we are um, sounding off on what is happening with Marion Court um, and the situation situations uh, happening in downtown Lancaster. Please feel free to call up 717-992-5569. Again, that number is 717-992-5569. Sound off. Um, let us know. How, how you feel um, about this situation, about the backtrack, um, and, and anything else. I, I believe um, that this is going to be the standard now. I think that um, Pandora, Pandora is already out of the box. Um, you, you can't put this back in. And, and when one of the big brother um, businesses downtown, Marion Court has been there forever. So when you talk about standard, um, when you talk about like a nightlife business leader, somebody that people listen to, um, that is Marion Court. So now those businesses, those nightlife businesses and bars that were on the fence about some kind of um, dress code and everything like that, well, you know, Marion Court stormed, st stormed the Capitol mm -hmm. and got shot first. So now, <laughs> anybody else that comes in, the backlash ain't gonna be as bad. Exactly, exactly. You know, um, I remember, um, um, man, this is like almost like maybe like fifteen, close to fifteen years ago. 
when the alley cat tried to impose their um, uh, dress code and everything. And we stopped going because they, they, they tried to enforce their dress code on like Wednesdays at like five o'clock. And it was like, come on now. And we were regular freaking right. because we lived around the corner. Right. And was like, you know what? Forget it. Forget it. Like, like, like really, really like my, my, my face, my face being here over and over and over again, that didn't mean anything. Because you never looked at me as a frequent patron. That hurts the most too, like when you go to an establishment and then they treat you like you're just somebody else, you know. But when you get treated even worse, like because of the color of your skin, you know you're being treated right. because of the color of your skin. Like you just, like it makes you mad and want to take back all the money you ever spent at this place. Right. Like, and people don't, people don't get that. So that's why, oh man, that's why when you go to establishments, like, you know, let it be known. You know what I mean? Let it be known. Like, you are who you are. Uh, we got a, um, a, a call Uh-oh. in. Um, you, are, you are our next caller for TCP in the morning. Good morning. Who are we speaking with? Good morning. It's Gary Brown calling. How you doing? Hey, Gary. Oh, good morning, morning brother. How you doing? Good, good. I, I want to say that you're absolutely right. This is something that's been brewing for some time. It's going to be with us for some time. This anger and frustration from these mega hats or... Tropicans, whatever, whatever you're going to call it. We see it in Florida. Mm. You know, what's happening in Florida now with uh, Santa's being sued by, by parents. It, it, everything's become political. Yes. Um, and so with these first generation, some first generation educated in Lancaster, uh, the southern end, you see these people drive around angry every day with Confederate flags. They don't know why. They right. don't understand why but they they think they it's it's ridiculous so going out too far i don't drink i haven't drank in like 35 years i I don't drink so i my 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 head is clear i get to see it i'm always on on my defense that's Mm -hmm. a natural genetic thing growing up in Miami, florida so you get to see the tension Mm -hmm. and i tell you what i what i see today is the tension today is far worse than what i had to live through in miami florida during the cocaine cowboy era Oh wow! Ooh, life of a rock star. Sorry. <laughs> you know, you can, you can trust certain people. You know, here mm-hmm. it's it, it's gotten so it's gotten really really bad. You have to be on your defense all the time. So you oh, guys uh, live with it. Yes. Also, I wanted I wanted to point out something about Marin Marin Court. Yeah, please uh, do. That new that that uh, the that uh, pool hall, the new person featured in. Uh, Lancaster, I think it was mag- whatever, just recently, magazine for being newly renovated, done by two guys or whoever they are, two mm-hmm. cousins, whatever they are. That place was not properly renovated. I do not think they use the lead-regulated, uh, uh, the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, the EPA's regulations to, uh, to, to renovate that building. So. Oh, wow. Yeah, uh, just like the family I talked about who uh, lived in their place for within one month, the kids' lead went from two to six. Imagine that, just recently Jeez. renovated, still in the air. Still in the air. Wow. Mix, 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 a, mix, mix a little gram in yay with the lead. Right, and boom. Yeah, because you know what they're doing in the back in the Marion Court, what Miley Cyrus was doing. Wow. Working? Oh, man. All right. No, oh, Molly right. started well, throwing lines uh, in the bathroom, remember? Well, yes. Yes, Gary. Thank you for calling up. Thank you. Peace. Peace. Yes. Peace out, Gary. Yes. Uh, um, and 
And for those folks uh, that, that want to uh, uh, call up, 717-992-5569. Again, that's 717-992-5569. Linda um, Byler says, um, I, say, uh, I say stay built businesses that appreciate you. Uh, there are many of us who care and support. Uh, so, yeah, go to the businesses uh, that, that support you. Um, Corinne says, I sincerely hope that TCP reaches out to the chief. His community is demanding a response to the comments this establishment has put his department in. Um, and, and it's that part as well, um, which, which is why personally I think that there were two separate apologies because the one, he made a claim that wasn't true. Oh, yeah, I got this from the Lancaster Holy. police. And Lancaster police were like, whoa! Don't throw us under the bus. <laughs> They're like, yo, do we gotta shut you down? <laughs> right. So, the police is like, uh, we just had a whole issue with these folks last summer. What are you doing? So, um, so yeah, yeah, it's um it's 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 going to be a a fluid issue, folks. Um we are going to keep our finger on the pulse of this um as as more stuff uh, begins to roll out as our city uh, continues to go through. Uh, this gentrification process. Mm -hmm. um, uh, so, uh, Polisa, uh, she says, I love how much more aware our community is becoming, um, is becoming a, of our collective buying power, as well as, hold on, hold on. Uh, uh, I, 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 let me repeat this, um, folks, I'm, I'm sorry. I love how much more aware our community is becoming of our collective buying power, as well as the power that comes when we all decide to not put up with an establishment's bigotry. Either they take a financial hit from us, not spending our black dollars there, or they establish themselves forever as a racist, just like Marion Court just did. And now they can't escape the social consequences of it anymore, and we love to see it. I love seeing discriminatory businesses no longer getting away with their racism. That's, that, that's why um, um, I kind of, I, I let people know, and call me a street hater, Call me a street hater, but like when I see, you know, uh, uh, BIPOC folks outside of Yorgos, and I kindly go up to them and say, um, just to let you know, this place is racist. Yeah. And that's it. I let them do what they do with it. Some people chuckle, some people stop me, like, for real? Oh, okay, when we're done, you know, and some people just ignore me. But I give them, you know, as a as a journalist, I need to give people the information. So, <laughs> so I give them the information. Lady L, you remember when um Cheap Peeps was? Uh, oh my <laughs> God! <laughs> this guy. Too, bro. Uh, uh, yo, go ahead, Lady L. Okay, I was gonna say yeah. Every time we would drive past Cheap Peeps, especially if they had somebody outside there <laughs> and they were like doing like a tour, showing somebody a car, be like, yo, don't buy your car. Like just all kinds of craziness out of the car window. Yeah, yeah. Every time I would drive by, I'd be like, "Don't do it, don't do it," because it's my job <laughs> to. Yes, yes, yes. Um, um, and and to police's point, you know, um, um, just as much as as we need to hold these um, businesses accountable for their bigotry and racism, um. We should then again tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. Like, look, you shouldn't 
you shouldn't frequent this place, regardless if that person has had a good or bad experience with it. Because there are some um, uh, um, colleagues of mine, I will say, that still frequent Yorgos because none of the racist stuff has happened to them. And then their excuse is, their excuse is, oh, well, you know how niggas get in Lancaster. And that's their excuse. So, so. You know, um, you know who else we got to hold accountable? What's up? Our politicians as well. Yes. Um, with everything going on with, with this COVID, with COVID going on, Delta variant, all this stuff, our government doing what, what our federal government's supposed to do, like, you know, the CDC, they're recommended to do what they're supposed to do. And us not following their orders or even listening to them or not even hearing them out is wrong. And that's why we continue to see so many die. And we're starting to see more kids under the age of 12 in the hospital. Right. All right. Like, regardless of not, uh, kids recovering. But uh, to have your, some of the kids that don't, the kids that are on the ventilators, what do you do? All right. So a group of parents in Florida asked the judge to block an executive order by Governor Ron DeSantis that bans school districts from imposing mask requirements when classes resume in the fall. The lawsuit filed Friday in state court in Florida comes amid a fierce national debate about whether children in schools should wear a mask as the, the Delta variant of the coronavirus sweeps the country and case counts rise. The lawsuit argues that the Santa's order violates a provision of the state constitution that requires public officials to ensure schools are safe for students. The executive order impairs the safe operation of schools. The parents said in the lawsuit, students will become sick and potentially die as a result of the failure to follow the mandatory masking requirements set forth by the Center for Disease Control and Prevention. School leaders across the country are facing complex pressures as millions of students prepare to return to classes. The Delta variant is highly contagious, though it still appears the children typically fare better with the virus than other elders do, but they may bring deadly infections home. Mm. So Ron DeSantis, the governor, he, uh, he came out and put this out. He's, he's been trying to hide COVID data since the beginning. Right. Right, and this is why Florida is, once again, one of the hottest spots in the world when it comes to COVID-19. Go ahead. Yeah, no, no. Uh, um, I, I was going to let you um, yeah. finish up. All right, so the governor's order, so what's wrong with it? It, con- it conflicts with the state's constitution, and the senator says that it undermines the conservative principles. That's what the senators are saying about the Santi's rule. All right, so what he's saying is, like, you're not giving kids a chance. Mm. All right, so you're not giving these schools a chance to make the mask, they, to mandate these masks because you're saying, no, you can't mandate them. So, like, you're pretty much saying, listen, I want people to get sick. That's, that's what you're confessing to. Right. All right, you don't, you don't just, I, I get it. People are tired of wearing masks. You're tired, like, it's, you guys politicize it. By doing things like this, politicize it. By the CDC giving a recommendation, which is a bipartisan group, all right, which they're just there for our safety. Right. All right, when the pandemic response team was wiped out, okay, we were way behind when it came to this. Right. All right, so now here we are, and we're able to do things. Why don't we continue to do things to curb even more deaths? Right. Um, and and the, um, the congressional candidate um, uh, that is uh, suing Governor uh, Ron DeSantis, um, uh, in this lawsuit, uh, it, it, it states that the uh, uh, state of, uh, of Florida, um, <clears throat> um, it, uh, it, it comes after a week 
uh, DeSantis signed this uh, executive order uh, that gives uh, parents the right to choose whether their children should be masked um, and threatens to withhold funding from school districts that, that don't comply. Um, and what Sarge was saying, uh, that this is arbitrary and unconstitutional actions, um, it's, it's making, like Sarge said, it's making everything political. Like our, our whole lives from, from front to back, left to right, um, are now being influenced, are now being hindered by, by some p political sphere um, just because people don't share the same values, um, share the same um, political paralysis, I'll say. And you know what their biggest problem is? Like, all right, so early in the summer, the CDC said that only unvaccinated children would need masks. But the Delta variant came, all right? So on July 27th, they advised that everyone should wear a mask. Mm -hmm. Okay, so there are seven states that followed suit. Uh, Arizona, Texas, Arkansas, they have banned local school districts from requiring pupils to wear a mask. Other states like California and Washington have required them in public schools, but with some flexibility for school districts. All right, so several of the parents who filed the suit, they had children with pre-existing conditions with such as asthma that make them especially vulnerable to COVID. All right, so these parents have general concerns for their children's safety. I, I have, um, um, uh, Gar Gary, if you're still um, listening, if you're still watching, uh, I have a question. Um, when it comes to, to uh, school vaccines, um, what is Florida's stance on it? Um, does, does Florida have to, um, have to have their kids be vaccinated uh, prior to going to kindergarten, first grade, grade school, what have you, um, because I would really want to know what that looks like in Florida um, and, and see, uh, again, if this is more of a political thing um, or, or is it, you know, for the sake of, of public health, which, you know, I'm leaning more towards it being a political thing, you know. Um, so so uh, um, the article also uh, says here that uh, Florida's uh, State Board of Education and the Florida Department of Health uh, released emergency rules uh, for the return of school. Uh, they released that on, on Friday of last week. And under the new rules, uh, school districts may adopt mass requirements, um, but parents or legal guardians of students must be given the opportunity to opt out. Um, parents may also be able to receive private school vouchers if they feel their children are being harassed by a district's COVID-19 safety protocols, including requirements to wear masks. So I see this also, you know, um, being, being a way to, um, to abstract more dollars from, from city schools. You know, um, what parent isn't going to want to send their kid to a private school and have a voucher to do so. But that'll be a whole nother issue when COVID's over for real, for real. Cause then it's like, well, did you just get that voucher because it was COVID time and the mask mandate was or wasn't a thing? And now that that's all over, are they still gonna allow you to keep that voucher? Or is it gonna turn into, oh, now you're paying out of pocket cause that was only for that mask and since that's no longer relevant. Right. Well, U.S. Senator uh, Bill Cassidy, Republican from Louisiana, who practiced medicine for more than two decades, uh, he disagreed with DeSantis. He said the local, the local, uh, the local officials should have control there. And when it comes to local conditions, if the hospital is full and vaccination rate is low and infection rate is going crazy, we should allow local officials to make those decisions best for the community. Mm. Like, and that's 
that's common sense. You know, you figure like the, the more time, they always say like the older you get or the more time you spend doing something like, I don't know, you, you, you lose common sense. You know, mm -hmm. like the rich people lose common sense. It's not so common. You know, and I feel like this right here, Governor DeSantis and these other states, uh, these Louisianas, these Alabamas, like these places are, they're so against, they're so against the government now. Right. They're so against government to where they go, oh, no, they'll, these congressmen will have, these senators, these House representatives, they will have their shot. They will be vaccinated and still preach, yeah. don't worry about getting vaccinated. Yeah. Don't worry about it. You don't need it. Yet they're vaccinated. Yep. You ask them and they go, well, we're not talking about me right now. Right. If you're not vaccinated, say you're not vaccinated. Just right. say, hey, listen, I, I'm, I'm, I'm playing Russian roulette with my life too, so I think you should as well. Mm. Uh, Steve North uh, says, uh, actually, uh, there are three racist businesses on Orange Street. One is Marion Court. Two is Hamilton Club, and number three is Yorgos. Uh, Krisha, Krisha says, um, you know what? Um, to that point, um, Hamilton Club, I, I, I never like thought about it, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, except for that one time that there was that one party there, it's all and police. then I thought about it. What I, one party? The Ham isn't that right, that right there? That beautiful building no, across from? No, that's the Elks Lodge. The one party. What one across party? Across the street from the church? That, this was years ago. Yeah, across the street from the church. Oh, the you were at that kind of party. They're like one in the same, or they share that no, I don't building. Know. I don't know. I've never been to, never been to. Ain't nothing but a bunch of snitches yeah. in there. Uh, uh, Krisha uh, says, um, just because it looks cool doesn't mean it is cool. Uh, there are better businesses to support. Uh, Linda says, uh, thanks for the list. I definitely will not support any, any businesses who are known to discriminate against P-O-C. Uh, Christian says, um, DeSantos also threatened to stop funding the schools who do not comply with uh, the no mask mandate. Um, talk about Big Brother. And Florida and Texas said they will not notify parents and track positive cases in school. You and then they're uh, not going to notify parents? Florida. And, and then uh, Christian says, uh, yes, that's Hamilton Club, corner of Duke and Orange. Um, so, uh, Lady L, can you take us to our third story of today? Uh, yes, I can. Um, so, this actually comes out of uh, Pen Live. Uh, the story comes from Pittsburgh, though. Uh, so, uh, this particular uh, story was addressed from the, the perspective of La Roche University. But uh, moving for the fall semester is a couple of weeks away, and actually, some of our state schools have already, some of their freshmen have already gone back. Um, but it won't take much detective work to figure out who among their residential peers likely has, has been vaccinated against COVID-19 and who has not. Those without the shot, including athletes, will be living in designated areas of just one residence. Oh my goodness. Uh, this, uh, they also will be the ones getting tested just before hauling their belongings to campus. Uh, which starts August 20th and perhaps randomly throughout the semester once classes begin three days later. Friday's formal announcement of fall plans by LaRoche details another effort by a campus in the Pittsburgh region to accommodate two groups of students at the center of a sharp political and personal divide around vaccinations. LaRoche's outline of its fall calendar and requirement for vaccinations formally sets what has been known internally for weeks. 
The Catholic campus in McCandless said students can apply for exemptions. LaRoche joined several dozen other private institutions in Pennsylvania, as well as more than 600 nationally that have implemented various vaccination requirements for students and employees. A, a group that in Pittsburgh includes such campuses as Carnegie Mellon, Duquesne, Robert Morris, Chatham, Carlo, and Point Park Universities, among others. They too have included potential exemptions for medical and religious reasons. Here's something fun. There are no public universities in the state that require student vaccinations. With the 14 state-owned campuses of the state system of higher education saying they lack legal authority without an act of the Pennsylvania legislature. The University of Pittsburgh and Penn State University, which also urge the shots but do not mandate them, uh, have not explicitly cited the legislature among their reasons. Those state-related schools, while not state-owned, are public institutions and receive state funds. So this is, this is a whole nother situation. If it doesn't sound like um, the movie with Will Smith and he was like the last person, just him and his dog, was that like iRobot? Mm -hmm. I am legend. I am legend. I there legend. we yeah, go. Yes, I am legend. That's what I, that's that's exactly what I was thinking when they said they're going to put all the unvaccinated in the dorm together. Now, what happens if sometime during the school year you decide to get vaccinated? Do they do you then move in the middle of the year? Like how how does that work? Or are they stuck with that decision and they can't get vaccinated until? the summertime when they come back. Like, I don't, how does that work? I don't know. Over to desk, what do you guys think? I mean, I think that this has a potential um, uh, to turn certain areas um, in, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. It's, 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 it's interesting, um, not so much interesting. I'm, I'm kind of speechless <sighs> with this. Cause I think I, it's, <sighs> And then what does that mean? Like we right. have quite a few schools here in Lancaster, right? We got FNM, we got PCAT, we got Millersville. There's like some uh, central pen in Lancaster County. And they're just like, oh. I'm, I, I will be very honest right now. I am stuck in between a punchline and being serious. <laughs> <laughs> like I am, I am like so like Ooh, stuck. You do both. I, I don't think I can because the, the punchline is so like off brand. You know, but uh, but like like ah uh, ah uh, ah. Uh, I mean, this this is America, right? Well, from a school standpoint, there have been a lot of uh, laws. There have been a lot of schools, like students, have been suing schools over their COVID nineteen vaccine and pandemic related protocols. You know, so you have these uh, young, smart, whippy, snappy lawyer students. You know, law school students who are like, yeah, no, you can't do this. <laughs> here, here, state this, this, and this, this, and this. So they're Kids, we're, we're always going to find ways to poke holes. Younger people, they're always going to find ways to poke holes in the rules and, and to try to bend them and move them to their way. So if this is, if this is the best way of doing it, maybe, maybe we, you guys should stay home. You know, if you don't want to get vaccinated, cool, whatever. Right. Just uh, Zoom it. Right, right. Um, Polisa says, um, I, I just can't wrap my head around. Uh, all my life throughout schools, K through 12 and college, vaccines were required. When I went on, um, when I went on school trips that were overseas, it was always required we up to, we be up to date on all of our shots, had our booster shots, flu vaccine, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. WTF is is the difference? Um, it's 
There is no difference. Just like what Gary said, they they politicized it. We don't have chicken pox no more. That's the difference. Yo, like like when people talk about, oh, we don't have polio. Like like polio, we we did not, you know, quote unquote, eradicate it by herd immunity. It was vaccines, you know. Um, uh, so um, Gary Brown uh, says uh, sounds like a CDC petri dish, uh, with with uh, students being the uh, COVID study. Um, yeah, it's it's a slippery slope. And like they're they're trying to, and I say they mean the politicians. They're trying to make it be be a whole freedom, freedom, not freedom type thing. Oh, these are my rights. These these aren't my rights and whatnot. But I mean, where's that same energy when when billionaires, you know, and multimillionaires are getting tax cuts? You know how how about that? Where's where's that energy? Where's that you know uh, um, speaking out? And whatnot, you know, um, just just now, just now, these businesses are showing you what they could have done for mm. forever, like Walmart paying for college tuition. You know, like like McDonald's, there was a sign, there was a sign of uh, one McDonald's in New York starting at thirty dollars an hour. So we're seeing we that, need to move that, to New York. that they could have, that these no. businesses could have done these things but chose not to do it. And when the people show their strength, show their collective power, then, then we start seeing these businesses and even the government begin to yield to our needs because that's what's happening here. We're not going to shut down again. Why? Because of, as y'all put it, the ratchets. You know, the ratchets, they're not going to allow it because you know what? Damn it. Karen got to get her hair streaks. <laughs> you know, like, so that's what happens when there's collective power, collective buy-in, you know, and you're not just these five phalanges, but you're this fist, you know? Uh, folks, want to let you know that you are listening and watching TCP in the morning, brought to you by Penny.com. Penny.com, Pennsylvania's number one healthcare marketplace. Head on over to Penny.com right now where you can see if you qualify for a $0 premium. Uh, right now, it's Penny.com's special COVID sign-up period. Uh, you have until today, until August 15th, to uh, sign up for uh, any kind of healthcare on Penny.com. Uh, and again, see if you qualify for a $0 premium. Uh, so, Lady L, can you tell the folks about the adult prom? Oh, my goodness. I would love to tell them about the adult prom. So, listen, guys, September 11th at uh, 6.30 p.m. in East Stroudsburg. East Stroudsburg? That, no. In Strasburg. <laughs> I got these colleges on my mind. <laughs> in Strasburg in Lancaster County, we will be hosting the adult prom. Uh, 25 and over, you can get your tickets on Eventbrite or you can purchase them on our website, the tcpnetwork.com we have photographers we have cocktail hour we got like multiple multiple streams of music <laughs> that you'll be able to listen to um so come on down we even have a party bus for those of you who um might want to just park and ride we're offering a party bus as well so go on ahead purchase your tickets today um promise like at this point it's like four weeks away so um, it's at that point where you need to have your tickets and you need to be looking for your outfit, okay? Are you and your partner going to be coordinated or no? And if you're rolling solo, you got to get ready to decide uh, how you want to be color coordinated. So, yes, go ahead, get your tickets, find your uh, date 
for the adult prom taking place September 11th in Strasburg in Lancaster County. All right. Um, uh, Sharice Murphy says uh, LGH has had major backlash um, due to the vaccine mandate. Now so many organizations don't want to go out on that limb. At the end of the day, the whole world has been suffering with this pandemic. Let's make it make sense, get protected, get our kids back to learning, get to living life, not losing lives and livelihoods. That's that thing up. Uh, so um, uh, that actually uh, leads us into our fourth story uh, today, um, where, <clears throat> where we see uh, the U.S. Teachers Union uh, shift stance to back the vaccine mandate as COVID uh, continues to surge. Uh, this comes from Reuters. Uh, so COVID-19 vaccinations should be required for U.S. teachers to protect students who are too young to be inoculated. The head of the nation's second largest teacher union said on Sunday, shifting course to back mandate shots as more children fall ill. The circumstances have changed. Uh, the president of the American Federation of Teachers uh, said on Meet the Press yesterday, it weighs really heavily on me that kids under 12 can't get vaccinated. I felt the need to stand up and say this as a matter of personal conscience. The number of children hospitalized with, with, with COVID is rising across the country, a trend health experts attribute to the Delta variant being more likely to infect children than the original alpha strain. Almost 90% of educators and school staff are vaccinated according to a White House uh, statement echoed uh, by the teachers union. A growing number of companies and state governments are mandating COVID-19 vaccinations, such as United Airlines, Meatpacker, Tyson's, and Microsoft as well are all requiring employees to get vaccinated. Moves that experts said uh, were, were legal, but could raise labor tensions in unionized workplaces. California, New York, and Virginia are also requiring all state employees to get inoculated, and New Jersey is requiring some workers in healthcare to take the vaccine as well. Dr. Anthony Fauci, the nation's top infectious disease official, said it was critical to surround children with vaccinated and masked people in schools and elsewhere until shots are approved for them. The United States has reported more than 100,000 new cases a day on average for the past two days, a six-month high. About 400 people a day on average are dying, and hospitalizations are the highest since they were last February. So we are very much still in this pandemic, uh, very much still still fighting misinformation, um, disinformation. Um, I, I actually had to had to um, share a story with with my mom um, because she sent me this and was like, oh, the Delta variant, it's more uh, um, contagious. You got to wear gloves when you pump gas. You know, Delta variant, everybody's catching it from pumping gas. And I'm like, Mom, that's just not true. <laughs> that, is, that, is, that is just not true. Stop it. Uh, uh, Gary says, um, have you noticed that China does more to protect its children more from COVID than we do here in the United States? That's because China actually likes their children. Um, they, they operate like one big family. Yo, um, us, <laughs> us in America, it's like, oh, the kids can't pay taxes. So, <laughs> so I guess they need to be homeless. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like we're a country that kicks our kids out at 17, 18 years old. Like, oh, you, you're grown. Get out. Yeah. 
So are you are you kidding me that are could you be surprised that that China would be doing more for their children? I mean, and and um and and also uh with this um the U.S. South. Ooh, here we go. Uh, the U.S. South remains the epicenter of the latest outbreak, uh, with Florida reporting a record of nearly twenty four thousand new cases on Saturday. Uh, this just past Saturday. Uh, things in Florida aren't just bad, uh, they're epically bad. And this comes from a uh, professor from George Washington University. Um, uh, noting its case rate was beyond um, um, only Louisiana and Botswana. If Florida was another country, the United States would consider banning travel from Florida. It's going to get much worse there. So I, I, I mean, this is this is wild. Like, like this is this is where we are, and we have these jokes. Oh, Florida's going to Florida, you know, uh, um, um, you know, Florida man, and all that stuff. But like, this is a issue. Like, listen, listen to these um, doctors, to these degrees, um, to these folks that have, you know, this is their lane, and they've been saying this for a while. They've been saying this for a while, you know. So, Sarge, what's your take on it? All, um, all Americans are, uh, under the age of 12 can't get the vaccine, okay? Would you take a group of 30 unvaccinated people and stick them in a room for, for an eight-hour day for a couple and hours? And then send them home. Yeah, then send them home to be around whoever. Let's send them home, not knowing where they're going when they're home. Not knowing who, who, who do they have at home. Right. The underlying conditions that are at home. Right. right. And like we're really going to sit them in, and then you know what we're going to do? And then we're going to take them to the cafeteria. We're going to we're going to take them to the cafeteria then. Yeah. And in the cafeteria, we'll have how many people? And then we'll have recess. And you know what? Don't worry about wearing a mask, kid, because the governor said no. Don't. We're, we're not worried about. It. We're not going to mandate it. And then, and then, when you think about that, okay, now you have your your sporting events as well. Now you got your high school football games, where we know that high school football games are huge. Where? Texas and Florida. Mm -hmm. Where's the biggest issues happening at right now? Texas, Texas and Florida. You know, and 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 they're 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 not going to shut back down. So then, this is just going to exacerbate the whole situation even more you know um uh, texas and florida has some of the biggest football stadiums when it comes to high school games you know so it's it's i'm actually scared i'm actually scared i i i really am i really am uh uh so i'm um, sarge can you take us to our Fifth all story right, today, all man. right, all right. Our next story comes out of Brussels, actually. Um, there were 18 students accused of playing a role in the death of a black student during an initiation ritual at a Belgian university. They have been ordered to stand trial, and lawyers for the victim mothers said 22-year-old Sanda Daya died in a hospital in December 2018 after he was forced to drink excessive amounts of alcohol, fish oil, and made to sit in freezing water during a vicious hazing to enter the elite student fraternity called Ruzagon. Lawyers, the lawyers confirmed reports in Belgium media that the students from the prestigious Levine University will face charges of manslaughter, intentional administration of harmful substances, resulting in death, degrading treatment, and culpable negligence. A date for the trial has not been set. 
Separately, the KU Levine said it has started a disciplinary procedure against the students involved and that they received disciplinary actions. However, they will be charged in his fatal death. So after the student's initial ritual, it was, imme it was immediate clear that the ritual was in all respects contrary to what the Louvain expects from its students is what the university said. Oh my gosh. All right, hazing has been a thing for how long? This is, this is back in 2018. All right, three years ago. Mm -hmm. All right, this happened and we're just now coming to terms. They're just now saying, well, they need to stay in trial. And there's still no trial date set. No trial date at all. So you're just out here, boys will be boys, trying to be in a fraternity. These are the things that happen. Think about the thing that happened at Penn State. Right. There were the same number. It was 18, 18 people from Penn State back in 2017. Right. All right, like, we, hazing is a thing. For, all right, some people that don't go to college, some people that go to college or never, never join a fraternity, never, they don't know what hazing is. All right, if you never play foot, if you never played a sport, you don't know what hazing is. Right. If, never, if you weren't in the band, you don't know what hazing is. Or you had to be a part of an organization to know what hazing was. Or a fraternity or a sorority, you know. Uh, let's but just don't go to Marion Court in Lancaster. It might be perceived as gang. <laughs> yeah, don't go wearing your letters. You know. But uh, like, uh, but all right. So hazing has been a problem. Mm -hmm. It's been a problem for years. You know. Um, I remember from our early, my young days watching the Animal House, you know, watching the hazing that went on through, through them, through the Van, even on the, all the Van Wilders, like mm -hmm. the hazing that goes on, you know, and like to where a point I became, I was part of the ones being hazed, mm -hmm. you know, to where, you know, it feels like it's okay, but when you realize it's not okay, you know, when people are dying because of it, you know, when people are, are like peeing blood, when things are happening because of hazing, because of these old rituals right that that aren't that aren't good that don't we, equate to anything we can be progressive with everything else but when it comes to this hazing stuff we can't be progressive with it yeah i um um i look at this and 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 i'm i'm thinking like okay um worldwide uh because this this is a story out of uh brussels um so so worldwide um, Kappa Alpha Psi Fraternity Incorporated has banned um, hazing, any any kind of hazing, and there are protocols put in place to to see if you are being hazed. There's even a 1-800 hazing number um, that you can call to you know um, tell, tell tell folks that you're being hazed. Now, why were these parameters put in place? These parameters were put in place. Um, not because of hazing being illegal, because hazing was outlawed in the early 90s, but hazing kept on going till, till about, I'll say strongly, till about um, um, 2015, 2016, uh, right, right, um, right after Kappa Alpha Psi had a cease and desist uh, throughout the whole fraternity. Um, so what, what ended up happening after that cease and desist, um, we lost all insurance. So now we're at the point where just like with the other fraternities, mm -hmm. just like with the Qs and the Alphas and the Sigmas, we have to finance our own fraternity with our own kind of insurance. And what that did, that made dues skyrocket and everything, and you started to see less and less and less hazing, less and less hazing reports and issues because now what the country did was they hit the fraternity in the pocket. 
And until we start hitting, just like with um, um, Marion Cord and Yorgos and, and, and everything, these businesses, these organizations, they understand finances and hitting them in the pocket. Um, so these situations won't subside. Um, hazing is still going to be a thing until you start hitting these organizations, these schools, hitting them in the pocket. The fact that this happened two years ago and there still isn't a date set. These young men, these monsters, let me call mm -hmm. them monsters, call them what they are because they killed somebody. Mm -hmm. um, these monsters are likely to do it again. And I see stuff like, um, um, you know, Rapist Brock, mm -hmm. the swimmer, you know, and, and, and this being that kind of same thing. Sorry. Yeah, he out. He out. Um, man, uh, it, you always see that some of the big, like a lot of times the stories don't come out unless it's at like the big schools, you know, the big Penn States, you know, the Floridas, you know, but these little schools, it happens too. these PSAC schools, you know, these state like the state schools. It happens at. Yeah. You know, and it's you, you guys don't you guys might not realize it's happening, but it's happening. There are people going through things. There are people being put through like levels of things that no one should go through. Right. Or level levels of punishment and abuse and like like no matter what, like I I I love I love them. I love my fraternity, you know, but um you know, August in twenty twelve is when they decide to to push their anti hazing policy policy. Mm -hmm. You know, twenty twelve. Yeah. You know, we can talk about the history of the Divine Nine and right. twenty twelve. Yeah, twenty twelve is way late. Right? Right. You know, um, uh, Michael Dickerson, uh, he says, what school? Um, it is a school over in uh, Brussels. Uh, it is um, the KU Levin University. Uh, I will put it in the, the comment section uh, so that you all can do the research on it yourself. So, Lady L, can you take us to our next story, please? Absolutely. So, this story comes from the room. Um and I actually do have the original press release, and we can get into that a little bit later. But uh, the Department of Justice has another police department that they're going to be investigating, y'all. Yeah. I can't wait for this one. Uh, you want to take a guess? Anybody? Down in the comments? All right. I'll let you know. It's Phoenix. Yes. Uh, <laughs> the Phoenix Police Department will be under investigation by the Department of Justice. Uh, the Department of Justice announced last week that it's opening a civil rights investigation into whether the Phoenix Police Department engages in discriminatory practices against minorities, homeless people, and those with disabilities. It is also examining the use of excessive force and abuse of protesters. Attorney General Merrick Garland and Christine, Kristen Clark, the Assistant Attorney General for Civil Rights, said the decision to open the case was based on reviews of court documents and public records. During this announcement of the investigation, Garland said the police are often called upon to address a wide range of issues that are out of the scope of their job duties. Oh man, which we've also had that conversation plenty of times. Uh, during the Trump presidency, his administration's DOJ curbed investigations into police abuse and pretty much took a pro-police stance during his four years in office. In 2017, he encouraged cops to not be too nice with suspects um, and seemed to encourage cops roughing up journalists. Uh, you get the point? 
Uh, Trump didn't care about police brutality and even found it to be perfectly fine. The GO Day inquiry could not come at a better time, considering that earlier this year, a special team from the Phoenix Police Department celebrated the shooting of a protester they shot in the groin by selling coins. The coin had the phrase, good night left nut, and make America great again, one nut at a time. Uh, we all know that the DOJ inquiries do not result in cops ceasing to kill us, but at least this is a step in the right direction. All right, all right. So um, what do you guys think about that? Go ahead, drop your uh, thoughts in the comments. But um, yeah, I, I'm just glad to see, you know, more, more consideration for police accountability because that's really what these investigations do. They open up police accountability, they help show like the data, and it makes police more transparent. Um, but yeah, guys, over to the desk. What are you thinking about this? Well, I, Sarge, you was over there laughing with the 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 one night well, no, at listen, time. I, I think it's I think it's great that we don't that we don't have uh, we don't have to wait till something big happens. We don't have to wait till the next the next uh, to the next choking to the next police brutality case. To, we don't have to wait for the police to kill somebody again. You know, like the DOJ's. All right, they're being proactive. And with the part, and with the DOJ we have now, like Mayor Garland, Mayor Garland, and the people underneath him, it, the two people right underneath him, yo, we should be changing a lot of things. Like we should see this going across the United States. Like I hope to see them investigating every police department because the system does need rebuilt. Mm. All right, it, the system needs the system's broke. It's been broke. It needs to be rebuilt. So that's the only way we can do it. state wipes and, and, and completely washing these and cleaning these like police police precincts and all these and like clearing them of all the negative behavior and like we know what's going on we know that that white men are taking police jobs to discriminate against black people right why do we need this to be isolated okay, Phoenix did it now another city's gonna do it now no we have a we're gonna do a national mandate the, the Department of Justice is gonna investigate every every instance of discrimination that comes up. Like, why are we, why are we parsing it out piece by piece? Right. Not doing this holistic, an holistic answer for the real problem. I don't think we, 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 we or they want to um, eradicate it. Uh, it. It says here the uh, Phoenix Police Department, which is the 10 largest uh, in the country, has a history of mistreatment of minorities and disabled people. One of the department's office, um, officers admitted to pushing a blind man to the ground in a convenience store bathroom in, in 2018 after their officer said the man came too close to him. A scuffle ensued and the police uh, arrested the blind man and charged him with a felony. The department also had, had a uh, spat with um, um, an officer involved shooting in 2018. Hold on. He probably did win the fight. That's why I got a. That's why I got a, a felony. <laughs> like, 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 yo, oh, 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 wait, hold on, right. hold on, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> you know what he did? This blind he man did, he daredeviled his ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Oh, I was oh, thinking about. The, <laughs> I was thinking about the blonde dude that beat up Granddad. <laughs> <laughs> from, stepping, from parking in his parking spot. <laughs> <laughs> that cop must have been burnt. Like, you know, yes. 
You done push this blind dude out your way because he got too close. Right. You got too close. And then and then the blind dude put hands and walked away. <laughs> and probably walked away like, all right, where am I going? I hope you learned your lesson. <laughs> Didn't even leave the right way. <laughs> he went to work. And, and he was like, oh, man, this this got to be against the law or something. <laughs> this is sign language for me busting your ass. <laughs> You know, um, uh, and and here's here's what we mean um, um, by by like it's it's systemic. All right. Um, this this inquiry was only able to happen due to uh, the Phoenix mayor um, uh, saying that uh, saying that she welcomes it. Uh, she says on the recommendation that will result uh, from this review will assist us in our ongoing efforts to become an even safer stronger and more equitable city so um so uh, again systematic systematic if if the mayor didn't say okay well going ahead um uh, let's let's do this um search them out mm-hmm. you know do this investigation it comes from the top and for that i say you know i'm looking at our own mayor right you know if 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 said investigation needs to happen, then let there be a investigation. You know, you just uh, replaced your your top law official in the city and found out that um, they were a part of the right. Trump mafia. So then you have to think that the hiring practices that that person was there for all them years, those people are still there. No, they're different people. No, no, that's not what they would have done. They would have hired who was best for the position. That's a lie. (laughs) Just like Jared Kushner. Policemen are the best at their jobs. They're not going to private investigation. Like, like the people that, like, like the police officers that are walking our street aren't even the best police officers. You know. Um. Uh. So uh, again, I am. I am. I'm looking at. Um, I'm looking at our city council. I'm looking at our mayor and an office um, and the mayor's office to conduct their own investigation or have the DOJ come in to do a investigation like this is like like this isn't for nothing. Like last year, rubber bullets were shot at citizens. Tear gas. Million dollar bails. Million dollar bails. Yes, a DOJ investigation. A, a DOJ in, in investigation needs to happen. Again, this is why we say it's systematic. Because if the mayor doesn't say anything, then all that stuff gets sweeped under the, the only rug. Only reason it happened in Phoenix was because the mayor allowed it to happen. There you the go. Only the only reason. It says it in the article. The right. only reason. All right. We're saying Phoenix. Phoenix is big, big city, big town. Right? Yes. Think about all the little towns that that are in between here and there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Think about like I, I want to do a all cross- the other Lancasters and yeah, Columbia. Yeah, and I want to do a cross country road trip with the kids. All right. Mm-hmm. And like to travel cross country in the United States during this day and age, this time now. All right. How safe am I? How safe am I? Like how how many guns do I need? How much ammo do I need? Right. I mean, like, I would want to see the, the towns that you're. I, you would need to look at the towns right. that you're stopping in mm-hmm. as you're making this cross you, countries. The thing tour. is, you don't. Do you really have to plan on stopping in a town for something to happen? No. Like, think about things that happen, like vehicle breaking down. Like, 
things that happen to everyday people that get caught up in these little towns and end up getting charged and end up what? We never hear their story and they're just kind of put away. Sandra Bland. You know, and Sandra Bland, like, she, she's she's gone. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, uh, Gary, Gary says, um, I'm glad to see that the Department of Justice is doing its job. Years ago, I filed the first complaint against Manhattan Township Police to the, to the Department of Justice under Trump. It went nowhere. Man. Um, uh, Charisse uh, says, uh, that's great that and you filed a complaint. We need more people to make um, complaints. Without the paper trail of discrimination, people act like there aren't problems. Can you share what that process was uh, for that complaint? And then um, <clears throat> Nicole says, uh, yes, they freaking were. I agree 100%, but Deneen didn't know, uh, says Nicole. And then uh, Cherise says, uh, looks like Lancaster police are hiring. Uh-oh. I think I'm too old now. Uh, <laughs> oh, trust me. They're not taking the best of the best. <laughs> but um, but means, like when when you that means I'll never get in there. <laughs> I don't know. I've seen I've seen quite a few old old white men cops. So I think you might you might be young enough. Well, the cop that shot um um Munoz was an old oh, white dude. Right. You know, scaredy scaredy uh scaredy cat. Should have been a librarian. Scaredy pop pop. Right. Should have been a librarian. And even then, I still believe that a librarian would have done a better job than he did. Right. Right. Yeah, but you think about think. it though. Librarians, they're they 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 deal with the public always. Right. They're they're always face forwarding the public. Trained with that than, than cops are actually. That's a, yeah. That's a Yes. So what are the cops trained to do again? Because yeah. they obviously aren't Escalation. properly trained in, in traffic citations. They're not properly trained in dealing with the public. They're not, like, I, I just want to know, well, what is actually the point? And they say to serve and protect, but to protect what? Because let me tell you, I've, that's, I. That's actually not true. To serve and protect, that, that, that is a, a societal myth. They, they are not supposed to serve and protect. Mm. That is a societal myth. I learned that uh, during a uh, story in Atlantic City when they were uh, uh, welcoming in new uh, recruits, you know, and and I asked about that, and and that is a societal myth. thing. Right, it's something we placed on them, and it, we expect, expect them to stand up for something that isn't even in their job. I it works know exactly. If, if it's something that we did, or if it was something a part of the policing propaganda, right? Like when they all came to school and you had your officer friendly and well, that the is police and the police are nice. That's all propaganda. Like my mom, uh, uh, she she was a probation officer, um, a juvenile probation officer, and and it was a quota, a quota for him, for her, for him, for 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 her to go into certain schools. And talk about drug use and and what happens when uh, uh, when your family uses drugs and the signs that you need to um, worry about. And each school, that the most insidious part, each school had had specific touch points. Like Carter McRae had the most touch points, so my mom had to go to Carter McRae the most. Me at ER Martin, she only had to go out there one time, and that's that. You know. Um, when you talk about the whole cop thing, because probation officers are law enforcement, you know, so when you talk about those touch points with the police officers, my friends that went to um, King, they had a lot more interaction, the cops being your buddy and everything, they had yeah. a lot more of those. Yeah, bike, mm -hmm. like a bike, yeah, they were there. A bike, like little city 
going on our bikes and there was cops there like doing traffic and telling you to stop. Yo, when I was a kid, you saw mm. cops all the time at King School Park. All and, the time. And that's that's that's, that's, that's interesting you say that. That's crazy. You know. Um, yeah, uh, Gary, uh, uh, Gary says, uh, it's been my experience that librarians are just oversexed band girls. <laughs> well, Gary, I, I want to say that's quite the experience, my friend. <laughs> quite the experience. Uh, Linda, uh, Byler says, uh, it's infuriating how they just are so quick to kill. Yes, it is. I, I have something, um, with the hiring of, uh, with Lancaster City Police hiring, why don't we push uh, more younger people, like more kids that we're raising, you know, people like who have graduated high school because all they need to do is graduate high school or get a GED and you can apply to become a police officer. Mm. So you just have to pass a written test. Not and enough physical coin. So, Not enough coin for these. Well, listen, the, you're starting off at $55,000 a year and there's a scheduled increase that to pay the present maximum, 70, you get, get up to almost 80000 after five years. Sign me up. So, I mean, because you're going into a situation um, that's filled with prejudices and biases, and there's nothing that you can do. And Much I'm a like, black woman. There might be some extra money in yo, there. No, listen, you could probably get a job there. Like you, you can. You could become a police officer. Twenty, you can retire in 25 years though. So, but how good is that job? Like when we talk about culture, I'll be a black lady police officer. You'll be a black lady police right. officer, <laughs> and 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 yeah. Are you gonna have? Right. Are you gonna have any friends? Probably not. You Do know, um, uh, Doctor Hamblin's gonna be my friend. <laughs> That'll probably be None it. None of us mess with cops. Like, 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 <laughs> like, think about it, like what what is honestly the the appeal? Like when people when it's the fact that here's here's what I've learned from uh from NBC University from all the CSIs and New York undercovers, all of those things. What I've learned is policing is the biggest gang in American society. If you are there, if you are in it, you are protected everywhere. Not only are you protected, but you have the ability to uh, uh, do whatever you want with your documents. You know what I'm saying? You are able to um, be an aggravator in situations. I've I mean, you you literally have your job gives you a reason to be an ass to people all day, every day, for whatever reason. Right. Tell me why why wouldn't somebody want to do that? Uh, I got pulled Charisse. over. It's, it's my homeboy Jim. Hey Jim. Sharice uh. says, uh, "Yes, Sarge. Uh, the the police gig is not for me, but." Uh, uh, Lancaster Police in 2021, the starting salary for officers is 55, 735. After six years of service, the officer's salary will increase to 79,000. The raises um, in pay are incremental over the first six years of service. There is an annual college incentive of 1,500 for a bachelor's degree and 750 for an associate degree after four years of service. New officers will receive two weeks of vacation after their first year of service and will have 17 holidays per year. Oh, and apparently a partridge in a pear tree as well. Uh, do y'all know how much a college degree costs? Well, first of all, $1,500. That, that, that's not one class. It was a good look. That is, that's not a credit earning course. That's the, the, the course that they take that they don't give you no credits for. 
So you can't even money. get a bachelor's degree. Like I don't understand. Like you're giving me fifteen hundred dollars. That's book money. I think she. I think it's, it's an incentive for if you're already on the force. It, but but that's not helpful. You're gonna give me fifteen hundred dollars towards my bachelor's degree when it's twenty three thousand a year. I should, listen, Nicole. Nicole makes a good point. She says, "How do we convince black and brown people to apply for a job that is so systematically racist?" Well, first of all, that we've part. spent eight generations telling our kids not to do it. I almost that, did. That like part. I don't. Wait, wow. Here's the thing. I am, and I'm about to have a moment, and I'm not going to. <laughs> I want y'all to stop talking about black people being police officers on some real stuff. Like, how can we get more black? How can as let's talk about the police system as it is and why black people don't want to be in it in the first place. And it, that's the issue. You're constantly looking at black people to solve a problem that we didn't even start. And now you're looking at us to police ourselves when we've been told you that we were capable of doing that and you continue to burn our towns down. And here we are, 150 years later, still having these same types of conversations. How can we get black people to do this? How can we get black people to do that? Give us some reparations and maybe we do whatever you're asking us to do. Like, it's, it's extremely irritating. Like, there is no way to get black people to do a job where there is a system that is inherently meant to harm you. To harm you. Are you going to go in the ocean if you see a shark? Probably not, because you don't want to get eaten by the shark. That's exactly how black people feel when you talk about why aren't black people more in policing? Well, why would I want to be in there with the shark? What's going to happen to me? You always kill the shark. If the shark doesn't kill you first, what happens? What did we see with, with the black officer in Michigan? We see what happens. Poli mm -hmm. Black police officers get reprimanded and are held to a great accountability standard. White officers, not so much. My thing is until we change it, until we're able to change it, what do we do then? You know, my reason for wanting to join the police force when I was younger, I was going to become a state trooper. Police force, the reason I wanted to do it is, is to make the change, to be different. You know, to be a different, different type of police officer, not to be the type of police officer that, w that we were accustomed to growing up. And that was my reasoning for doing it, you know. So maybe, I don't know, reaching kids at a younger age, you know, showing them the difference between, you know, right and wrong, you know, like when you play cops and rappers. You know, you know what I mean? Like doing it the right way. I don't but know. They, but but Tosh so already spoke to, and Quiet Storm already spoke to the police already being in the schools and law enforcement already showing I up said in when the schools. I was young. So that <laughs> wasn't a thing. That wasn't a thing. And how many of those kids at King became cops? How many, so was it was the plan even to get those children to enter into the field of law enforcement? Or was it about the propaganda of the police are your friend, so it's okay to call us, knowing good and dang well they're going to go home and their parents are going to tell them the complete opposite? Complete opposite. Don't you call no police if something goes wrong. Please don't. Call, call your grandfather. Call somebody. Call your grandma. Call, don't call them. Unless I'm having a stroke, you call an ambulance. Don't call the police. I'm just having a moment. No. Go ahead. All right. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, 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 Cherise says, um, I know it's got to feel like an uphill battle, but perhaps with the black chief, uh, there will be more. I don't know. Um, Nicole says, yes, Lady L. Lisa says, preach, Lady L. Linda says, I hear you, Lady L. Uh, <laughs> Sabrina says, um, even black people get corrupted by the boys club of the police department. Yeah. Policing 
is racist, uh, but it isn't the only problem in the police force. Um, and she says that they also abuse their power, which I was going to talk about what's happening in Baltimore. Like when you talk about some of um, um, the, the the cops that like to bash heads in, you know, a lot of the issues are are the black officers um, be, be, because the black officers are a part of this system. You know, when I see people say, oh, we need more black officers, we need more black officers, like I think about the news industry. And I'm like, oh man, you know, I was one of those people. We need more black and brown people in the news industry. We, we, we need more black and brown people. Like the news industry, just like policing, it's so vast that one or two bodies put in that position is not gonna change anything. And then when you have those one or two in that position, that one or two need to be on such a, you know, vibe together to make this change. Because just like with news, you got your people that are, you know, your news activists. They want to use this platform to break chains and everything like that. You got your news capitalists, the people that just want to run up the um, uh, um, cor corporate ladder as fast as they can. They want to get to CNN as fast as they can. You know, um, so there, there's all these other, um, um, not so much issues, but like, um, right. And, and, and reasons why you're getting in. Not every cop, not every black cop wants to get in to change the system. Right. Some people just want a job. Right. And, and I'm trying to be protected. So at least on the opposite side of the, when I'm not being an officer and I'm just driving my car, mm -hmm. I can be wearing my badge and still feel like, you know, I'm, I'm a different kind of Negro because I'm on your side. Right. Like what I learned um, um, very much so in the news industry is is just because they look like you does not mean that they are for you and yeah um uh sharice says um i agree with you lady l we have to be everywhere we have to put pressure on all areas more black doctors lawyers teachers business owners yes exactly because i will tell you this this conversation doesn't happen with me being the main anchor at at uh, WGAL, right. you know what I mean. This 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 doesn't happen with me being the executive producer uh, for for a show on CNN. Like this happens because people chose to trust their dopeness, you know, and and start a business, start a news business, start something on their own. Mm -hmm. Just like we saw in The Shy, this past season of The Shy, they started their own community policing situation. That's going to have to be what we do. And they already do versions of this. Again, Atlantic City. They had um, um, they had the Guardians. Uh, it was a group of people that wore orange shirts mm -hmm. and they were located in each project. And and um, um, the headquarters would be um, um, like the main person that was there for a while in the project, you know, like the big mama type mm -hmm. thing. But what um, uh, I don't know how the program is doing now, but that was a program that they began to police themselves. And in those projects, they handled their issues without the Atlantic City police coming in. You know, so um, I kind of got um, long-winded there. Uh, I do apologize for that. 
Um, but um, but yeah, um, Lady L, before we head on out. Oh, my last little bit of hip hop. Yes, ma'am. All right, guys. Well, uh, thank you for watching. Thank you for tuning in to TCP in the morning. Be sure to check us out on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and uh, where you like to get your podcasts from. So I know that some of you guys were like, oh, I want to tell a friend. I've been telling my friend. They don't got a Facebook. Well, now you can tell them that we're on iHeart, Spotify, and all those other podcasting platforms, and you can catch us there. But listen, guys, I got to tell you about the single most exciting event that will be happening next month. The single most exciting event, the adult prom. Nothing like being an adult and getting dressed up and hanging out for the evening. So listen, y'all, go ahead, get your tickets for the TCP Network adult prom. To, uh, we've actually dropped the link down in our comments. This is taking place on September 11th from uh, 6.30 to 11. We got a party bus. We got photographers. We got... Um, our chefs coming out for some delicious food and, and treats and desserts. Not only that, we got a cocktail hour scheduled. We got multiple, multiple musical performances. All right, so come on through, go ahead, get your tickets now. Time, the time is winding down. So y'all better hurry up. Also considering that we are in kind of this COVID uh, situation, tickets are limited to less than 100 people so go on ahead and get your tickets now for the tcp adult prom taking place september 11th in strasburg over to the desk oh there it is once again we came we saw we conquered listen i'm gonna say this to all y'all Come out on Tuesday night to Tribe Tuesdays, and then Thursday for tacos and karaoke. It is going to be a great, great time. Listen, I want to say this, though. The best weeks start on Monday. All right, so start where you are and use what you have and do what you can and have a great week. All right, all right, all right, folks. Um, just want to let you know... Um, uh, that uh, this is going to be our last week, and then we go on our, uh, uh, what, two, two and a half week hiatus. Sayonara. Um, uh, we, we will be back after this week. Uh, we will be back with a live show oh. um, on Monday, uh, on Labor Day. Uh, we will be having a live show at The Collective uh, after our vacation. Wanna thank you all for uh, listening. Wanna thank you all for watching. If you do not know, um, you can now listen to TCP in the morning on Spotify hey. and iHeartRadio as well. Take a friend with you. Tell a friend to tell a friend about TCP. And we want to um, task all of our um, family members uh, with this. We call our audience members, family members. Um, we will leave you with this. Bring a friend. Next time when you see us, whether it's tomorrow morning, Wednesday morning, or Thursday, bring a friend. Um, when we tell people to tell a friend to tell a friend about TCP in the morning, we are very serious, and word of mouth works the best way. So next time you join this live, um, before you hit the live, make sure that you uh, tell somebody uh, to join in on this information. 
To the folks in the back, to the folks on the left, to the folks to the right, good evening, good morning, good night. See you tomorrow. Peace. This is the Sarge, and this is your Penny.com Health Minute. Penny.com is Pennsylvania's new health insurance marketplace. This healthcare marketplace was created to replace healthcare.gov and will potentially allow people who reside in Pennsylvania an opportunity to save money and lower premiums. Penny.com includes commercial insurance plans from the big name insurance company. A no wrong door policy, meaning that if you don't have insurance from your job, you can join Penny. Penny.com aims to make it simple for all Pennsylvanians to get healthcare insurance. The COVID-19 enrollment period is open to Pennsylvanians who need health coverage from now until August 15th. And whether you are new to Penny or you are already enrolled in coverage through Penny.com, you can use the COVID-19 enrollment period to ensure you have the coverage you need. No matter your personal situation, Penny.com is here to get you covered for you.